When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm so happy you decided to join us today. Before we jump into the podcast, I'd like to give a big shout out to our sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. I think my record, I, I forget. I always want to say it's 47, but I think it's 27 seconds to take this thing. It's so easy to set up and take down. Um, it, it's so nice with the screens now and how it comes with workouts and things for the players to do. Um, you, you will not be disappointed in it. Mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $400. You said it right. I, I went to them and I said, I got to take care of my people. Uh, 350 is not enough. You mentioned Coach Unplugged, and they'll give you $400 off your next purchase. So go over and check it out. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's what allows me to put this podcast out every day. It's what allows me to put all the free resources and things I do out into the world. It pays the bills. So go over and check it out. 14-day free trial. It is the one-stop shop for basketball coaches. It is everything that you need. You get my email address. You're able to contact me. You're able to jump in our office hours. You're able to find anything. If we don't have it, we'll find it for you along with a 14-day free trial. So go over and check that out. Also, we'd love if you love these podcasts. Um, we'd love you if you went over and checked out High School Hoops or the 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast or the Funnel Down Defense Podcast. We'd love if you go check those out. We'd also love if you left a five-star review. All right, let's head off to the pod. Let's head off. Bye. All right, welcome to Coach Unplugged. Um, coach, so coach, I'm going to have you kind of introduce yourself, Jordan, and just kind of explain your, I always do this at the beginning because I think it's better than me. I hate listening to podcasts where people read off the bio. I like people to tell their own bio, um, cause that it makes it first of all, more enjoyable for me cause I do a lot of these. And then we, I, I'm a, I'm the king of bird walking. Um, so it's a, it's a teaching term, which basically if you ever watch birds walk, they never walk in a straight line. They kind of go all over. And from the other stuff we've already done today, you can tell that we'll go off on tangents, which is great. It's just, we're just talking basketball. 
seeing yeah. what we like. Um, so I'm going to have you introduce yourself and then we'll kind of go from there. And we've got a couple, I've got a couple of topics that I definitely want to talk about, but I'm, I'm going to turn it over to you and just kind of explain to the listeners because listen, literally all over the world, um, kind of your basketball journey, how you got into this and where you are now and all that kind of stuff. All right. I'm going to turn it over to you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, appreciate it, Steve. So I uh, got my start. I, I played college basketball at your college of PA. Um, I played under Coach Gamber. Um, I was actually a walk-on Division three level. I wasn't heavily recruited, if not really at all recruited out of high school. And where is that school? Because the only reason I'm asking this, and again, bird walking, is because my son just graduated from high school, and we've looked at a lot of D3 schools. So what conference and who, where yeah. is that in PA? So we played in the CAC, uh, okay. which is in, uh, and then York is in central Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, so near, near Gettysburg. Um, we play, they actually are now moving conferences to the Mac. Um, so, so Gettysburg's in your, cause he looked at so Gettysburg. Okay. Gettysburg is not in our league. They play in the Centennial. Um, okay. they're more like the upper, like the high academic, if you will. Uh, it's kind he's of a smart league. kid. He's going to Middlebury. So he's a smart kid. Okay. So. Yeah. So it would make sense that that league's a little bit, I wouldn't have got into Gettysburg. Let's put it that way. Um, he, he, I, it's first I paid of all, for I loved Gettysburg. I thought it was a gorgeous campus. Yeah. First of all, I'm like a little bit of a history buff. So it's like, I was like, oh my God, we're at Gettysburg. And it's like, they're like, well, what does that mean? I go, well, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. so, but, um, okay. So, so yeah. So, and what league is they, are they moving to then? You said you're. They're, they're, yeah. They're moving to the Mac, which is the Mac freedom and the Mac Commonwealth, which okay. is actually where I did my GA. Okay. Uh, we'll kind okay. of segue right in. Uh, I did my graduate assistantship two years at Messiah College. It's now, I think it just switched to Messiah University. Um, and they, they were in the MAC Freedom um, at, with, Co with Coach Van Pelt, Rick Van Pelt. And then from there, so two years there, uh, I got an opportunity to be an assistant at, at the Division II level down in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, the head coach in, in Nashville actually was the head coach that, Rick Van Pelt played for at Messiah. So that okay. was the connection. Okay. Um, went down to Nashville. I'm crazy, right? It's, I'm telling you, man, it's like life is about connections. And basketball, uh, coaching at the college level is definitely about connections. But go ahead. So I so went to Nashville. I was, I was only there for a year. Um, and I actually was working. It was called U.S. Select. It's kind of random camps. And so I met a guy at a random camp in Louisville, Kentucky at this, like, old rundown YMCA uh, on a Sunday afternoon. And we ran this like three hour clinic. Uh, we were paired together. I didn't know who it was. They just told me somebody was coming. And he actually happened to be the dad of the video, the current video coordinator at Creighton University. So we connected, uh, I guess he, he liked what I did during that three hours. And he's like, hey, they got an opening at Creighton. Give, give my son a call. Okay. So I, I called him, did all that. I went up there. Uh, and uh, so then from Trevecca, went to, went to Creighton University and was the assistant video coordinator there uh, for about, about a year and a half. I was planning on coming back for a year or two. And then during that first year, we, we got the seventh in the country. So we had Justin Patton, who actually I think Justin and Kyrie Thomas, both Creighton alum, are playing for the Detroit Pistons. Okay. Um, I think Justin just got picked up in the in the restart here, and Kyrie was on the roster from the beginning. 
But both those guys were NBA guys. They were both uh, – Kyrie was a second-round pick. JP was a first-round pick. But when that happens, NBA guys will come around and ask questions. And a lot of times those guys will come to, like, the video room or, like, the Dobo room. I think part of it is they think that they're going to get more out of you than like the, the assistant or like the head coach. Um, they're going to get more, tr- they're going to get a truth teller more than a non-truth teller. Is what exactly. Saying. Like, cause I'm not, I'm not a seasoned vet at communicating yet. Right. So they're like, let me go to the young guy and, and ask him all the questions. Cause he's going to tell me. Um, so crafty, right. It's NBA. It won't trust me. They trickle down too. like, uh, you know, with when Wesley signed some of these contracts for the, they, they go back to their high school coaches. I'm telling you. And all they're oh, okay. doing is these, these are like old CIA guys and old FBI guys. Cause I've looked some of them up. They're like, doing they're digging dirt. They're trying to find oh, yeah. anything. It's like, okay, there's nothing. I mean, nothing. It's wild. Yeah. So before we dive into, before we dive into that, tell me about the video coordinating job. What, did you learn a lot? What would tell me about that job? Yeah, I'd say that I got a PhD in basketball under Coach McDermott. Um, he does things at a really high level. They are very organized. Um, it's one of the best offenses consistently in Division One. Um, he gives guys a ton of freedom, but we also actually—I mean—he had a ton of sets too. I mean, there were a lot of sets, and then on the staff, so not just Mac, but. You had a guy like Steve Murfeld, who's his assistant. Like, he's not an assistant, but he's the assistant to the head coach, who he was at Hampton when they beat Iowa State in the 15 over a two. So, like, I got close to Murph. And, like, just to learn from him and then, like, to have Steve Lutz and, and Preston Murphy and a, and a D-Rock who uh, Darren Dereves is now the head coach at Drake. Steve Lutz is now, like, the head assistant at Purdue. So – like all these guys are just great basketball minds. They're great recruiters. They're great player development. Like you're just absorbing. And that's where the Dobo Jeff Vanderloo, and I don't, the Vanderloo name is, is popular in the Midwest because I think Rass, his brother, does some USA basketball stuff and he's yep. very well respected as a high school coach in Iowa. Yep. So I don't know, you may or may not know that yeah. name. Um, he's actually one of the guys, like he sat me down in his office one day and then, because I was pushing too many buttons, just being like this go-getter, overexcited. And he, he's like, no, nah, like, you listen to us. And I kind of walked away a little bit, like, oh, man. Like, I'm, I'm kind of nervous now. Like, but that changed everything for me because he, he opened my eyes of, like, that he was willing to confront me and, and like, listen, man, like, you don't know anything. Right. <laughs> and I didn't. But he had – he no one had told me that. No one had – but he sat down, looked me in the face. He's like, you got you to gotta learn. Like, you got a chance, but you better – you better just shut up and listen. Right. And when that yeah. started and when that – just learning from him – and th- that conversation wasn't comfortable. I was right. sitting on the other side of the desk scared out of my mind because I'm like, I'm Right, you're it. like – it's like coming in – it's like a, it's like the scene from The Godfather. Like, yeah, come, you know, yeah, sit, yeah. 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 And and I'm like okay, but I walked out of that, and I and now I can reference back to that point of like, that's when I realized okay, I've I, I've got to shift a mindset in me, and that really helped me start to begin to understand okay, this is how it works. This is, um, but yeah, so I learned a ton. I got a PhD in basketball. Um, when we were in charge of Mac and Tim, Tim and I were uh, 
uh, in charge of all the video stuff. I was more of his assistant, so he kind of trickled down stuff to, to me. And so uh, explain what that job entails. So I, I don't think necessarily everyone knows. First of okay. all, there's a food chain in the Division One level, anybody that knows. And you, it, I don't, I'm not sure which one's lower, but probably video coordinators before below Dobo. I mean, oh, yeah. I, right? Yeah. Is that true? Probably yeah. in the food chain. Yeah. So th there's definitely the, and the he head one is the head coach. Coach K is like, if you think of Duke, he's the head one. And then it yeah. trickles down and probably at the bottom of that food chain is the video coordinator. Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. It's usually where you get your foot in the door. It's how you get your foot in the door, but explain what that job entails. Yeah. So at Creighton, what we did was we broke down and this is just kind of the basic. We broke down 500, the last 500 offensive possessions of the next opponent so that could be uh, generally that came out to five or six games uh that we would watch uh, we use sports code which most high school coaches probably aren't familiar with uh, it's a branch of huddle now uh, huddle seems to be like a monopoly like they're, uh, they're, they're really huddle took over <laughs> huddle took over which irritates me i was a crossover guy okay uh, the problem is with monopoly is like oh they're, 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 the competition I'm oh, anyway don't get me started yeah. um, it's, be, it's, <laughs> it's better for the customer when there's competition yeah um you know an example yeah. is like the shooting machines there's a competition on shooting machines yeah there's there's even ones made in china there's you know i i'm a big dr dish guy there's the gun there's all yeah. sorts of them anyway but there's competition so it keeps everybody on their toes a little bit yeah um there isn't the case now in high school. Basically, everyone's on huddle, and it's like great. Yeah, you know? um, yeah. I, that could change soon. That could change because Synergy's doing Synergy's doing some stuff that's good, and my guess is they they. If Synergy comes in, they could crush huddle. I think, I think in so basketball. I don't know what a price point they could do it at, or like just. Well, that's end. the problem is they got to do it at a price point that co that high schools can afford. Uh, and they basically got to swarm in and get um, like athletic programs. Like our athletic program has huddle. So they got to, I mean, oh, I'd be all, I love synergy. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I'd, yeah. If I could afford synergy, I'd get it for me all the time, but yeah. 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 Um, but go ahead keep going. Um, breaking, I break, no, breaking down. So it's my fault. I got you off okay. test. Uh, That's okay. no, breaking okay. down. Like what is the job entail? What, what, what do you actually do other than the 500 games? How does that go? How does it work its way up the food chain? You know, yeah. what are you expected to do? Cause you're in front of, it's like, you're almost like your computer program. You're in front of your computer a lot, but okay. what does it all entail? Yeah. Yeah. So we take those 500 possessions and we break those down to where we can then organize them in a way that in that case, like coach Mac had, a, had how he wanted to see it. So transition came first and then any motion stuff and then into sets and then we had to organize. So we could go through the 500 and label them and in certain, like, it's not like an Excel spreadsheet where it, it's a little bit easy to, you can sort it all at once. And like, if you made maybe like, if you put an extra space, on an Excel spreadsheet, like it's still going to organize correctly in sports code. If you put like uh, baseline drive, or let's say horns, if you put horns space, like just a, like the hit the space bar, that, that particular clip, whenever you organized it in sports code, that could get moved 
to a different part of it when you organized it simply because there was a the space bar was hit so then you had to go through and manually like individually move it so that way all 500 clips were in order from how he wanted it and then when you got into the sets it was by frequency so they ran horns 20 times they ran horn side 12 times they they ran butler two to like whatever but how did you so how did you know first of all obviously horns i know horns but how did you know how to label and is that done by a predecessor or yeah so that i had to really learn that tim did a lot of it and he actually that year we sat down as a staff and he's like hey we gotta we gotta really make sure that our our language is the same so that way i'm not saying something that you're saying and that the players are getting four different things so we eventually created a uh here's kind of our language our, our action language because some of it is like um pinned down like floppy pinned down like you could have five or six words that described all the actions what made it easy steve was when you got the play call right and that was the that was the big thing so a lot of them we had play calls for just from previous guys and that was Tim's responsibility as the head video coordinator on the bench was to listen to play calls and write it down. Okay. So that we could go back into fast draw. That's the other part. You are, you're doing the 500 possessions. You're breaking that down offensively. You're labeling it. So that way the words are on the page. That's just the breakdown. And then you're putting all those plays into fast draw and making sure that that exists. And then you're handing those in, uh, in sequence over to the scout coach not to the head coach, to the guy that's in charge of the scout. Right, because anybody that doesn't know, most colleges, like, you know, maybe we'll have, if it's a D1, we'll have, like, three assi- – they, they, they piggyback. These, yep. the, the, this is the way I've run my high school program, too. It's like you, you, you assign the assistants jobs, and then they trickle it to you at the end. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that's the way it works. Like, I have – I have the next game, then you have the next one, and then the next assistant has the next one, and then I have the fourth one after that. Because yeah. I'm not doing every scout of every game because I'm doing other things too. Is yeah. that the way it works? Exactly. Yeah. Everybody yeah. was assigned that, exactly. Yeah. So, um, the, and the one reason I stopped there, I leaned out and I left the screen, is um, I, I wrote down that action language because that, that was something I had been thinking about before that basically for all the coaches that are listening – and I've done this. I just got to find out where it is. Is like everyone in your program should have the same language about how you do things. Like not just video, but like how you deal with a screen, or is it help side, or is it not? You know, what's your language? Because every there's enough tweaks in basketball that you got to kind of get that. So I'm going to come up. I, I was thinking about that this season coming up with a, especially if we have a season. I hope we have a season. Yeah. But, um, that we have a sheet of paper that, you know, all right, let's, you know, and I can make this fun for the guys, especially if we don't have a season about talking about language, how are we going to talk about screening and, you know, all those kind of things. But, um, yeah. so how many, this is, this is like, a, how many hours a week job is that? That's like 80. Yeah. And that's for both of us. Like, and we had two at, at, like I was his assistant. I mean, we, there was two of us in that video room doing stuff. So we're both. And then how does that go? So use faster. I don't faster. I wish was a little bit more intuitive too. And, and if someone wants to come up with a competition for faster, too, they would make some money there too. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's like they yeah, have a monopoly. They have a little bit of a monopoly too. It's not, it's not like they've done anything like someone else. Anyway. Um, 
how does that work as far as it just goes to the cloud and then he can be at home, Coach McDermott can be at home and pull it up, or how does that work? Oh, yeah, no. So we anything that we gave to – anything that got to Coach McDermott was handed in person or, or – like, I, I, he, he didn't mess with fast draw or fast – like, everything to him was in person or the video was put on his computer. Like, for example, one of the other responsibilities after practice – we would take all the footage that was captured from practice. We, we'd have to get that finished quickly. Um, and then we would put that on each of the assistants. Anybody that needed it, it was transferred from the computer that captured it onto a hard drive onto individually going into each office and putting it on their computer so they had practice from that day that they could watch. Well, that's probably changed some, don't you think? Uh, don't you think it why wouldn't it go to, why wouldn't it go up into the why why would that seems like a lot of steps in the world that we live in you're right but what's funny is we we did the same thing in milwaukee because i literally only- i have i have a camera in my high school gym and i practice and it's on my computer when i get home like yeah. it's done it's taping the film because they have they have they have cameras now that will actually follow the ball yeah well we so even- in Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So I guess I, at that point, it may have changed since I've been there. Like the first year in Milwaukee, that's all we did. The second right. year, that the Budenholzer staff, the video coordinator of that staff, they they purchased the drop. They purchased basically Dropbox. I think it is it, is, it was Dropbox. Right. And now they wouldn't. They would upload just to the Dropbox, and everybody had access to, to, the, to the Dropbox. Box. Yeah. And that's where there were folders that. Hey, here's Bud's folder. Here's Taylor Jenkins' folder. Like, here are the folders that need to go. Like, and they put it in the correct folder. I love Dropbox. To be honest so with you. That's what they did because you could yeah. do unlimited. There was unlimited storage when you bought it. Yeah, yeah. They didn't and have that at Creighton at the time, so we did. We we hard drive move it. That's how it, it it's like a trickle down. If 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 I have that in my gym, trust me, most of the probably the big boys have something that's yeah. <laughs> and it may have changed. I, I, it, yeah. But yeah. So, right. so, so you watch, first of all, this is what I tell all the young coaches too. I, you see, I'm an old dog and I grew up two VHS tapes, three VHS. I mean, I got a DVD burner over there in my office yep. from the old days. I'm just saying I've watched, I, I, I bet I've watched more film than you have probably in the 30 years. Um, even though you did that for a year and a half, I probably have because I've watched a lot of film because yeah. I had to break it all down. I had to break it down. Like crossover wasn't or cuddle wasn't breaking it down. I was doing all the clips myself on an older computer 15, 20 years ago. So yeah. But, yeah, but this is what I think is I think is lost is first of all, great analytics. I'm a stats teacher. Okay, great. But I don't think they're watching as much some of the young coaches aren't watching as much because they don't have to do the stuff that you just described and that I had to describe. Yeah. Like, I don't need to watch any more film. 
I don't do, I don't, I, I have assistants. I don't do it. Cause I've seen, I've seen it. Like I, I need yeah. to know what they're doing and how they're doing it, but I don't need to watch more film. Like I know yeah. it's, you know, I've watched enough break. I know what's going to happen for the most part. Um, yeah. But I think that's a lost skill. I really do. Uh, for the, for, especially for some of the younger coaches watch film is what I'm telling you. Oh yeah. No question. That That's your PhD. And it is. Level, like you're able to get synergy and watch film and do that. And even now I'm still, cause I'm, I, I got so much more to learn. I, I'm going to continue to watch and, and, and use that. That's where I've learned just to watch, like watching and observing because you can watch, for example, we're putting in a new, we're putting in a new offense that more fits how we really want to play here. Right. So I've, I went through the YouTube videos of like the examples of that particular offense. And so I wrote down the notes. I took notes. Well, then I went and watched a full season. So about 3,300 possessions of that, of the team that runs that the most. And then I actually did it for a separate team as well. So about five to 6,000 possessions. And what I found was, so some of the YouTube videos didn't match what was actually happening on the floor. Right. Like you're missed. Like it's not even about missing stuff. It's about like, well, that doesn't really make sense. Cause that doesn't even, you basically pulled one clip, put that in a YouTube and called it, called it a day. Right. But yeah. Here's watch- my clip. Here's my clip. Here's dribble drive. Well, great. You know how many different things can happen in this? Like 18. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's a snapshot. Yeah. It's a snapshot. Um, and that, that's where when you watch games and film, you're like, oh, this and this. Because I've actually out of this, we've created a decision tree within the flow of this where are there too many options to give our guys? Yes. Yes, there are. Yeah. But where now, now it's well, at least we've got the meat of it. We've got all of it. Okay, what is going to be most important for us? Right. And, and those are discussions that we're having right now. But we don't get there if we just watch – the YouTube videos of people that are, that have already kind of quote unquote experts, if you will, right. up out on it. And that's fine. Like I, I it's, it's not it, a deep dive. It's a superficial, it's, yes. it's a poll from a stats teacher. It's a poll. A poll is a literally a picture of what, you know, right now we're in the middle of a presidential election. So if people are listening to this 20 years from now, whatever, but we're in the middle of it. If they take a poll today, it's a snapshot of where people are today in an hour, things might change. Yeah. And what that's doing is you're, you're getting a snapshot of that offense, one 40-second snapshot, that's it. Like, yeah. you're, only, you're not getting the full picture of it. You know, I've had to we – we, for the last couple of years, we ran the re, a, a form of the Read and React, and Rick's a great guy. I love, I love but, the Read and React. But he's got literally – I tease him when I talk to him. I say, Rick, you got like 87 layers. Like my guys can't handle 87 layers. Like, so I've gotten it down to like, I've gotten it down to a little like this, like five things. These are the five things you need to do. Like yeah. if we do these five things, we're going to be fine. Then if we get good at these five, we'll add five more. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's overcomplicated sometimes. Um, okay. So then what happened? So let's keep going. So you're in Milwaukee. What happened after Milwaukee? Yeah. So after Milwaukee, um, so two years there, uh, for me, how was that? How was the G League? G League's wild. The G <laughs> League. Is- Vander's one of my players. He's the second leading scorer all time in the G League. So, 
Well, Vanderblue is one of your guys. Oh yeah, Wesley. I've always told Vander he should go. Oh, yeah, I got okay. his cousin oh, coming. Wesley. I, okay, I'm, I'm thinking. I was thinking Vanderblue. Yeah, Vanderblue is one of my guys. Okay. And Wesley's one of Wesley Matthews is one of my guys. Okay. I didn't realize Vanderblue played for you too. Yeah. So we had we had Vander. You did. Vander's yeah. played for everybody. He's played for everybody. He 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 was there. I mean he he was there for maybe probably a month and a half. He was a seasoned vet, but that uh. Oh, he's it, a seasoned vet. It it's wild. I mean it, it's it. It's the wild west. It's the wild west. You're 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 trying to do all these things, and it's so hard because nobody really knows yet what they want to do with the G League. Like it's just starting to form, and in my opinion, there's one organ. There's there's a couple of organizations that that do it, the G League at the highest level. Right. But my guess is they're losing money. Yes, and the problem is the G League might blossom this year. This might be the year they blossom. It could. But what's interesting is the other day, um, somebody the, the like the Pistons or somebody sold their G League team. So like I, I don't I was confused. I, what do you mean? I, they, they, the Pistons the, sold the Pistons. I'm sorry, the Northern Arizona Suns. So the the Phoenix okay. sold their G League team to the Pistons, who have a G League team in Michigan in Grand Rapids. So like I think that means that Phoenix isn't gonna have a G League team anymore. Which because like who who are, are they creating their own then? Like why would you sell? Right, I, I was really confused. The, the 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 format behind it makes sense. You do the European or the baseball model to have a feeder. It just hasn't become that yet. It needs to become that. Yeah. I don't I don't know that it ever will, because we have college sports. We do, and the problem is that's why I said with the pandemic and stuff, maybe this is the window where I'm not going to go play at Kentucky. I'm going to go play in the G League, and if enough guys do that because they know they're not going to play this year. Yeah, and it'll be a challenge. The, yeah. the way they, they've learned, in my opinion, they've learned with this whole new, like, I'm going to pay these guys uh, $500,000 to come and play on whatever the team's called and, and play a couple – because those guys would have never survived straight out of high school in the G League. They right. Wouldn't have, they just they, – they wouldn't have. There's and no what, what makes a G League hard for somebody? It's just that it's a business. And, yeah, there's no there, – there's not enough – great structure in the G league for them to succeed way too much free time, not enough resources at most G league spots for them to get the adequate work that they need to be successful because that they would be getting if they went to a Kentucky for a year right. and then went to and got drafted number in the first round. Well, now you're on the NBA floor consistently. And at that point you're learning, you're growing, you're around 25 people who are all basketball people. So you've got your workout guys, you've got your film guy, you've got, you know what I right, mean? Right. You've got your nutritionist. You've got your. The G League, the G League just doesn't, they need to pour more money on the G League is what they yeah, do. Yeah. And at that point, you're losing, like, is it, is it worth it? Like, if I'm an NBA executive, I'm like, is it. No, because I'm, I'm trying to fill my roster spot out. These are the 10th, 11th, 12th guys on my rosters. Exactly. So, yeah. like, are they. Are, do your 10th, 11th, how much do the 10th, 11th, 12th guys in an NBA team influence? Like, bit, not, they're important. They are very important. Right. They play, like, 
but they're not your seven guys when you're in the seven-game NBA Finals. Those guys will never see the floor in those moments. Right. Are you right. going to invest millions of dollars in guys that are going to be that role? Yeah, it has to be a. It has to be the league running it. To be honest with you, the league has yeah. to say this is important enough. Yeah, it will be an interesting pivot. Okay, so what happened after Milwaukee? Yeah, what? so came came to Gannon. Um, I got connected with Coach Jefferson. I actually had never met Coach Jefferson, but um, <laughs> isn't that wild? The first time I met Coach Jefferson was actually on campus after I had been hired. I got I got here at like eleven o'clock at night. To, to stay in the dorms for a couple of weeks before to find how to find housing here with my wife and all that it came up early um, but got connected to him through uh, one of the coaches at Purdue who was okay. a great yep um, so that was the connection yep and, and we're yeah that's this will be the entering year two here and so explain and we, explain where you are what division what league you play in all that kind of stuff yeah we play in, we're NCAA division two uh, we play in the PSAC. Uh, we are in Erie, Pennsylvania, which is Western Western PA. Um, I know Erie. That's my that's my halfway stop. That's my halfway stop to um, to my brother's lake house is Erie. All right. So well, it, it's, it's about half from uh, Madison to New Hampshire. It is literally like halfway mark. Like love it. next yeah. time next time you're near, you give me a call. I will. Come to the gym, we'll hang out. We'll go get some lunch. We'll go to Dave's Diner down here. Maybe the Cap House. They got it's great gorgeous. Food. That drive is gorgeous along the lake and stuff. Gorgeous. We're, we're in a great spot. We're, we're in a great spot. It's a really healthy spot. The institution's locked in. Like we're we're in a really healthy spot here where we can. And there's a rich history at Gannon, so it's really going to give us an opportunity to get back to the Final Four where Gannon's been before. So we're really excited. Um, entering year two with our guys and it's hopefully we get to play at some point but we're right how, how does recruit how is recruiting working now and how does scholarships work at, at that level yeah so Gannon we are fully funded so most division two schools it kind of varies I, I you you may know more than me of who's fully funded and who's not I, I don't I do I know a lot at least in the midwest like yeah. yeah fully funded not fully funded means you know if there's 12 or 15 scholarships I don't know what it is. It two. Ten. It might be. Is it ten? Yep. That they get all ten of them. Some schools get eight, and then they'll split up those eight, and they'll give them thirty third, thirty seventy, and they, you know, they play this game to fill out their roster. Um, yeah, like Kentucky gives full scholarships out. Trust me. Um, but yeah, yeah. The, the Division two works yeah, a little yeah. bit different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so we're we're thankful because we get ten and. and we're in a situation where guys can get, get a little bit more if they're academic and stuff too. So we were able, we were able to even split those, so which is nice. So we, most of our guys are on full scholarships. They're not paying anything to come here. And that's going to separate you from the start in recruiting, in my opinion, and then being able – but then there's, there's real expectation, right? If I'm in a Division two school, it only gets three, and i got to split those three to make a team. There might not be a lot of expectation there. Right. Um, here it's a little bit different. We we kind of operate like a lower Division One school in that, hey, we're giving you these resources. Our entire staff is full time. There's three of us. We're all full time. We don't have other jobs. Like I'm not doing, uh, I'm not doing Uber at night or right. whatever it may be. I'm not the rec sports coordinator. Like right. Coach Griff and I as assistants, like we're strictly men's basketball. So for us, it's it's different, um, and they treat it like that, and we're thankful for that. Um, what's your, what's your recruiting, what's your recruiting radius? So we can be 
we're, we're pretty flexible. Um, we we want to make sure that we take care of home. We've got a couple local guys. We want to make sure we keep our best talent at home, and we've done that this year uh, with a couple guys we got coming in. Uh, one's from Kennedy Catholic an hour and a half away, and the other one's right down the road at Cathedral Prep. Okay. So recruiting locally is important because you got to make sure that home base is covered. But then radius-wise, I mean – What's the closest D1? The closest Division One, I, I would say it's probably split, right? St. Bonaventure's an hour north. Like Cleveland State is an hour uh, west. And then like Duquesne's like an hour okay. south. Okay. So – Okay. Um, we and those are the guys that we're trying to compete with right um, we, we want those we want those kind of guys and, and um but yeah recruiting radius like for example we've got we've got a kid coming from oregon this year so we're, it, it kind of we can be flexible with that but i'd say that midwest I've, I've tried to get in with some guys in wisconsin and because we can offer those full scholarships it changes the game for us we can be flexible in who we recruit because the a Wisconsin school may not have it. Well, there's only uh, one D two school. Right, Parkside. Parkside has it, I think. Yeah. But those Midwest schools may not. So we may be able to pull a kid that's going getting a half scholarship from a Midwest school. Right. There, no, no, no. So the, it's the mini. You're, if you're coming into Wisconsin, you're competing with a few Illinois, but most Northern Minnesota schools, those D twos. And then you go farther West that way. Um, so what they do is they come in and try to, that's what they I mean. The WEAC could probably be D2. Like our division, oh, no our division three could probably no be D2, yeah. but they're not. So all the kids leave to, yeah, to go to the, to the next level. Um, yeah. If, if the WEAC ever became D2, it was like, holy crud, that would change the dynamics of everything. Won't, but um, yes, yeah. Those dudes can play in that league. I mean, UW Oshkosh is where the G League team was. Oh yeah, they can play. Like, think about think about the coaches though that have come through. That Dick Bennett was at at Point, Bo Ryan was at Platteville. I mean, uh, oh yeah, that's no yeah. joke. Well, that's where Steve Murfeld, He was in that league. That went right. to Hampton. That was a great. He was in that league for sure. I mean, he like, oh yeah, that's no joke. Those dudes can hoop there. I, I, and they I and they and they put up a they Honestly, put up a re- they put up a really good fence too. Like a lot of these kids don't leave. Like, yeah. You know, they, they come get them before it's like, yeah, uh-huh. it, it's it's impressive. Um, All right, so let's talk about player development. How do you work with player development? So I'm going to go back to – so here's how I saw you on the web was I think you posted something about post work. Yeah, some post-touch stuff. Was it – that was interesting. Yeah. So we uh, – for me it's important because guys don't have access – like high, a lot of high school coaches, if any, don't really have access to synergy. So during the summertime, I went through different things that, that I thought this could be interesting for a high school program that likes sets, that likes post, post-touch post or guard jumpers or whatever it may be. And give them, let's give them access to maybe film that they don't have access to. So I'll, I'll try and send out a monthly email to, to guys of like, okay, here's some post-touch stuff and give you – some of it comes from the video – um, that that's on synergy. And then some of it comes from scouting reports that we had done in the NBA. Okay. Oh, I will, uh, I will put the, I'll put your contact stuff on the bottom when we're done. I'll do that. So if people want to get on that, that's perfect. So that, that I, I try and send that out. Cause that's, you guys don't have access to it and I, and you, sh- and you should. So and Twitter's that- a weird cookie and Twitter's just a weird cookie. Cause I see stuff and then I get distracted and then it's gone. Like, 
you know what I mean? It's on your feed and you'll yeah. see it. And then it's like, poof, it's gone. Like, oh, crud, what yeah. happened to that? And then try to try yeah. to go find it again, unless you know yeah. specifically where it came from. Um, it's yeah. not an easy task. Yeah. So that's why I try and then go back. I'll link it to that Twitter page. So it just goes specifically to that. Okay. And if they like it, they don't. If they like it, great. If they don't, like, you kind of get a mix of, hey, can then you get some coaches, hey, coach, can you send me some based on out of bounds plays? And you're like, yeah, here's, I may not break it down for you, but if you, like, right. uh, there was a, a group of coaches locally that, that had me on to kind of talk. And the one guy liked Brad Stevens and, so I, before I got, got there, I pulled all the Brad Stevens stuff from his Butler year and I sent him through WeTransfer, like all the clips so he could break it down. Like here is just film that you can watch. Right. Uh, Cause it's not relevant for me, but you like it. So you like Brad Stevens, man. I know synergy is yeah. an interesting cookie. It is. It is. It, you, yeah. you can go down that rabbit hole and it can be a pretty deep rabbit hole. Trust yes, me. you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> if you love to watch film, you, you could be, it's wild. So go back to post development, or or not develop, not post development, but but we were going to talk about skill development. What do you think is important with skill development? Yeah, for me, it goes back to kind of what we talked about before, and that that stat that stands above the rest in my in in the field goal percentage. So one of the things that we did, and we do it now, but uh, even in Milwaukee that I, that I learned was uh, starting with that just straight catch. And shoot. Hey everybody, hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe, like, jump up and down, review, do whatever you got to do. Um, also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great Sports Social Podcast Network. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.